Welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast, your place to manage stress, reduce the risk of burnout, and find more balance in and out of your life as an SLP. I'm your host, Jesse Andrix, and I am so excited to take us on a little shift, a little adventure into mindfulness. It's not so different from stress management, but we're not going to shift into mindfulness not only for yourself, but for the people you work with, your students and your clients. So in the next few episodes of the podcast, I will be sharing with you some ways to bring mindfulness into your speech room, your sessions, and in your classroom. So whether you're an SLP or an educator of some kind, these are some things that you can do to bring mindfulness and use it with your work every day, not just for yourself, but for the people that you work with. In today's episode, I'm going to share a few ways that you can bring mindfulness into your school, your speech room, or your classroom. We're also going to take a moment to um, talk about something we can do when we're feeling just like overwhelmed or drained or mentally exhausted, something you can get up and do that will help you feel instantly refreshed. And we're also going to take a moment to meditate and breathe. I am so excited to share all of this with you. Let's dive right in. So if you are ever feeling overwhelmed or especially drained or like mentally exhausted um, and you're at work or maybe you're just at home and you need, you know, something like a a break to do um, or maybe you're just feeling you need to get your energy up, something you can do is to go out and take a walk. I know it sounds really simple and kind of, you know, like I feel like it's something that my, you know, my grandma would tell me to do which is not to say it wouldn't be great advice because I love both of my grandmas very much. But, you know, it sounds kind of like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll give it a try. Um, And the truth is that it can be a really great thing. So getting up and moving your body, whether you can get fresh air or not, can really help you to feel refreshed and recharged. The reason is that it gets you out of your head where you are either stuck and overwhelmed and stressed in all those thoughts or where you've been doing so much that it's like your brain just needs a moment to breathe, to rest, right? So it gets you out of your head and into your body and you're also breathing deeper as you're moving and if you are able to get outside, you get that extra benefit of the sunlight and fresh air. But even if you're not able to get outside and you can just get up and take a few laps around your building or, you know, walk down one stairwell, go down the hall and go back up the other into your class, it can make all the difference in giving you that pause, that reset and that place to breathe and be in your body. So the next time you're feeling that you need a break, go take one, go for a walk and let me know how it goes. Let's take a moment to get centered and breathe. So find yourself in a comfortable seat wherever you're at. You can be sitting in a chair, maybe feet on the floor, maybe cross-legged, and then sit up nice and tall. So not rigid, like, you know, back straight against the chair, but just lifted, rib cage off the waist, little lift through the heart, this, you know, open through your collarbones, and like you're growing taller through the crown of your head. 
And from here, maybe close your eyes, let your hands rest in your lap. And we'll take a moment to get centered. So what that means is just getting settled, getting ready. So at first, just notice your breath. Take a few breaths here, in and out through the nose if you can. Maybe just notice some things. How deep the breath is. Maybe you want to notice the difference between your inhale and exhale. Maybe a temperature, if it's cool or warm. Maybe you follow the breath. And notice where it lands. In the belly, the rib cage, the chest, the collarbones. And where it leaves from. No right or wrong, just noticing. And then maybe begin to notice your body, maybe your fingers and toes, you could give them a little wiggle, or just notice them in space. You notice your shoulders, rolling them back and down. Noticing if anything feels tense or tight. And just scanning through, and again, no right or wrong, but just seeing what's there or not today. Maybe starting to shift this into your thoughts. Noticing again the inhales, the exhales, and how the breath kind of guides the thoughts. And the thoughts come in with each inhale, and letting them leave with each exhale. They may be rapid, they may be moving through slowly, sluggish, tired. Letting them show up. Just noticing without attaching. The more we can get centered and bring some awareness to how we're doing in this moment, the more knowledge we have of how we are doing and how we will show up for this next moment. So take another breath in and take a breath out. Showing up as you are, you can begin to open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining in for this meditation practice. know what really irks me when I see things like mindfulness being taken out of schools and called indoctrination and being 
referred to as this thing that is a religious practice or is not meant to be around children. Um, and that sounds so extreme, but when we think about some of the things that are happening in some schools, some things that are no longer being allowed to be taught, or some you know books that are being banned, a lot of them have these core concepts of um, love and mindfulness and being open-minded and um, having that in there. So really, mindfulness can be kind of overthought. A lot of the time we think it is this huge, serious thing that you are either striving for or that you are running from as fast as you can. And when you hear that it's something you can use with kids and students in the school, it can seem even stranger and harder to grasp. It can be seen as this religious or spiritual practice when really it is a way to help your brain and body speak to each other a little better and a way to help you move through your day and your experiences with more ease and a way for your students and clients to be able to do the same. So mindfulness is defined in a lot of ways as a lot of things. It is a big like buzzword in the last few years, especially over the pandemic and with everyone um, kind of working from home and this big shift with mental health. And that is a wonderful thing, but it can also water down what it actually is. So I like to think of it as this, not watering it down, but just simplifying it. Pausing in the present moment with more awareness and acceptance to help you move forward. That's it. So with that, it's not anything that is potentially harmful. It's not anything that is religious or spiritual or that shouldn't be allowed within places. Um, but that is a topic for another day. But basically, for adults, this might mean feeling less stress and overwhelm and more connected to your day, your work, and your life. So if you are using mindfulness, you feel that little bit of relief with that. And for kids and students, it can mean this too. But even more, it usually means a way to help be more steady and ready for meeting each part of the day. So it gives them a tool for working through the stress of their day, being able to regulate and to help their bodies and brains be ready to learn and grow and thrive. Exactly what we as SLPs in the school and teachers are all about. And with that thought, mindfulness is a perfect match for bringing into the school day and the speech sessions. So how do you do it? It's not like a yoga class or a 30 minute meditation are exactly feasible in most places uh, or even really wanted or practical or the thing to be done, especially within the curriculum of a school day in the public schools. It can be really difficult to share um, ancient lessons and teachings within that, and they probably aren't appropriate anyway, right? It's not, again, not that there is anything like super adult about them, but that it just isn't necessarily what we're looking for and matching with curriculums. 
Instead though, you can take the principles and ideas of mindfulness and use them in ways that work for your speech room or your classroom as little or as much as needed. It's kind of the great thing about mindfulness. A little goes a long way. And it's not watering it down or just throwing out words um, the way that we sometimes do. It's actually using it in a way that's going to be effective for you and your needs in your speech room or your classroom. So if you're looking to bring more mindfulness into your speech sessions and classroom, there are a few ways you can go about it. So here are my top three ways to bring mindfulness into your speech or classroom. The first way is to infuse it. So um, I talk about this a lot in webinars when I talk about managing stress and preventing burnout for us. I talk about infusing your day with mindfulness and self-care. And the idea here is that it's not this like direct, okay, and now it's time for mindfulness or let's do an activity. Um, it is more of having it woven into the routines in your day where it's not even a noticeable or different thing that's happening. So if using mindfulness does not have to be the super direct or explicit moment of your day. It can be infused into it so that your entire day has that like vibe or that feeling of mindfulness. And in this way, it is incorporated into the foundation of your speech sessions, your classroom, and in all of the things that you do. So you might have moments infused in your classroom, whether you are pausing to breathe and get centered, or you have like fidgets and sensory items for people to use when they are feeling dysregulated. Or maybe it's a check-in at the start or end of each speech session. So coming in, maybe there's some sort of a check-in to talk about how you're doing that day. Or a check-in at the end, kind of a check-out, like, all right, let's talk about how, you know, how we're feeling as we leave this room. Or maybe just giving that transition into the next thing. So with this, there are mindful practices and tools that can be used throughout the day and session, not necessarily as the session itself. For me, this is the way I use it most. We play a straight up game of like hungry, hungry hippos, which I would not necessarily like think of as any kind of mindfulness practice, right? And we're using flashcards to work on our articulation skills or to build sentences. And then we're taking turns and we're playing this like super loud, energetic, um, not always the most mindful game. And we have these mindfulness components sprinkled throughout. We're pausing when we need to. We're regrouping with breath. We're coming in and being like, let's take a seat. Let's take a breath. Let's take a moment to see how's everybody feeling today. Um, this year I'd like to incorporate maybe grabbing, you know, what, what color are we doing or affirmation or something that we can like hold onto and share um, if you want to. So just infusing it within the session, having a place that students can go to. On the other side of that though, another way you can use this is to make it your session. Okay. And if you are someone that is um, maybe interested in hearing about this because you're looking to pick it apart, this is where you're gonna wanna pick it apart, right? Be like, where's the evidence-based practice behind this? How can you say that it's not indoctrination if you're using it as your session? So here's how. You can make it the main part of your session. 
not using the teachings as a lesson because it is speech therapy, right? It is speech language therapy. It is not mindfulness class therapy. It is your classroom, your ELA, your math, your science. It is not mindfulness class time. So you can use it not as the teachings as a lesson, but using them for the lessons. So you can have a yoga game or use yoga poses that are helping you to target speech sounds or to help you build vocabulary and talk about the different maybe parts in the body or follow directions with it. And you can have them and use this the same way that you would use any other game. You can plan your activity using a game that incorporates mindfulness and make that the session. And again, the teaching is not the mindfulness or the yoga, it's speech, it's school, not yoga class. But the lesson activity is using these. Okay, the next way you could do it is to just use it as needed. This is the second most kind of popular way that I use this. Um, take it or leave it when you need it or don't. There might be days when you don't need to use any kind of mindfulness practice. Like let's say that it's not gonna be part of your, your lesson, like your, your session, your activity, and you haven't really like infused it, you don't really have like a routine necessarily that would be able to use it or that you're really using it with. It's just you have a different routine you're using or maybe you don't have a routine at all and I'm totally down with that. Um, so maybe you just know that there are some things you can do and use when you need them. I've definitely done this a lot. Um, so there might be days when you don't use any sort of mindfulness activity at all. And there might be days when you use a lot of mindfulness activities and a lot of tools for your session. So this could look like having brain breaks. And I will say this is super handy during those really long evals, or maybe when you're doing both language and Arctic and you have to get them done. And so you have to do them both on the same day and you both need a brain break. So this is a place where you can, you know, do something mindful in between them, have some sort of breathing or movement or something where it is a reset for the brain. And then there's breathing breaks. This can be really helpful when you're needing to recenter and refocus a group that's getting a little bit rowdy. I have definitely used this where we were like, all right, hold up on this Hungry Hungry Hippos game. Hold up, we are losing focus and let's bring it back in by taking a few breaths. Or maybe it's like a calm corner or a mindful area or a safe space in your class, your room, your speech therapy area for your students to go when they're feeling overwhelmed or they need to just step away to pause and breathe or squeeze something or hug a pillow or whatever it might be, but a kind of mindful area for them to go do that. Having that was really useful in my room a lot of times and it wasn't anything um, that was, you know, this like big, like, oh, it's the calm corner. It was just, we had a rug that honestly students would move around the room all the time with these like fluffy pillows and, um, it would sometimes, you know, move around throughout the session, but people knew like if they needed to go and just like chill, that was the area they could go chill for a minute and come back. So mindfulness can be a simple tool that gives you a foundation that you can use as needed or that can become part of all of the activities in your session. So find the way that works the best for your needs and your students and give it a try.
So I'd love to know, which one are you going to try? Or which one are you already using? Share in the comments over on the blog, or you can send me a message on Instagram at jessieandrix or email jesse at jessieandrix.com if you have any questions or you just wanna share your moments using these. I wanna bring some mindfulness to your classroom even more. If you're looking for some fun and out of the box ways to connect that can help you feel truly authentic and supportive of your students, make sure to sign up for the waitlist for my newest course, Mindfulness in Your Speech Room. It's a course for SLPs and educators that will share how you can bring mindfulness and yoga into your speech room or your classroom as little or as much as you'd like and how it can change everything for the better. You can sign up for the waitlist by clicking the link below and you'll snag an exclusive discount when doors open later this month and um, there will be limited spots. So if you are looking to sign up for this and get a discount, join that waitlist so you don't lose your opportunity to join in and learn how to bring mindfulness into your speech room. Thank you so much for being here today. Love and light to you.